Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning. It is Wednesday, May 31st. It is five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And during the break, you know what I did? I placed a call to Jim Banks' office in Washington, D.C. We'll see if they get back to me. Oh, they didn't answer? Well, no, I talked to somebody, and they're going to get my message into somebody who's going to check with Jim Banks to see if he'll come on this very program. Oh, I said, I said, let him know it's Casey calling. Great. I so, (laughs) so look forward to uh, Jim Banks, no doubt, because he's a very tough (laughs) guy. Blowing me off? Yeah, I look forward to that, too. No, Jim is a tough guy, and I have no doubt that he will be very excited about Mm -hmm. answering all of my questions Mm -hmm. about voting for Kevin McCarthy 15 times, telling us what a great guy Kevin was, what a reliable conservative Kevin was, how we could count on Kevin. Mm -hmm. That's not what I said when I left the message. Oh, well, that's uh, that's what you should have said. I wanted to ask him about him voting no on the budget. Oh. The bill. But I want to ask him about voting for Kevin McCarthy. So is that okay? Yeah, that's great. Well, well, see, Jim, here's the thing. Jim knows he has a standing invitation because his people listen, because he's texted me uh, on more than one occasion about things that have specifically been said on this show. So just like, remember... uh, Todd Young, Igor, the evil assistant, mm-hmm. admitted that they they hate listen all the time, so they know. Um, and Todd Young has a standing invitation to come on, too, because there's so many topics to talk with him what about. What do you think the over-under is on that, that they'll call me back? Well, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Stingray I was Rob, very nice. Stingray Rob was 190 to 1 to win the Indy 500, so mm-hmm. I would say you can double the odds of Stingray Rob. Okay. So 380 to 1 that Jim Banks has the cojones to actually come on this program. Making it very clear, we're going to also ask him about voting for Kevin McCarthy 15 consecutive times. I gave him an hour and a half window, but I'm going to bet that he's not going to have time. No, I'm sure he'll be very big. No, he, His schedules. He will. Well. I'm sure he'll have time for Tony, uh, no doubt. But uh, yeah, I'm going to guess we're going to get just left out of the yeah. left out of the lurch. We'll see how that goes. It is seven minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Donald Trump has turned on, well, <laughs> Kaylee McEnany. <laughs> Wait, didn't she used to work for him? She was his press secretary. That's right. Yes, that's absolutely right. She right. was his press secretary. Uh, what now? <laughs> what did she do? What egregious, unforgivable sin did she commit? Okay, she Isn't was- she on Fox News? Yes. He, she, she was quoting poll numbers, uh-huh. and she said that Donald Trump was at 25%, and he was actually at 34%, oh. and he did not like that. Wait, 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 wait. You're- He's enraged because she reported an incorrect poll number? Mm-hmm. He said, I am 34 points up on De Sanctimonious, not 25. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so he put this out on Truth, mm-hmm. Truth Social Media? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I actually see it right here. Uh, would you Would you like a dramatic—is this worthy of a dramatic reading? Absolutely. All right, let's give it a shot. And I- this guy has lost his mind. He's lost his mind, Casey. Mm-hmm. Ready? Go for it. Kaylee Milktoast McEnany <laughs> just gave out the wrong poll numbers on Fox News. 
I am 34 points up onto Sanctimonious. Not 25 up! Well, 25 is great. It's not 34. She knew. The number was correct and upwards by the group that did the poll. The rhinos and globalists can have her. <laughs> Fox News should only use real stars. Triple exclamation point. He's nuts. You have to pledge your entire life's allegiance to him. He's nuts, Casey. <laughs> He's mad that she read a poll wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was an Emerson College poll. It, it wasn't like he. she said uh, DeSantis winning a new poll. She was just incorrect on how much he was up in some poll. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like she said, oh, boy, he's losing. He's lo- losing a lot of ground. No, she just <laughs> said the wrong number, and that got him really upset. Like I said, you have to pledge your entire life to him, is, uh, or you're out. To the to the only Trump people, is this what you want as the face of the party? Is this what you want when people think of you? Some guy who is so narcissistic and self-centered and self She worked for him. She's never said a bad word about him that I've ever... I mean, maybe there's something I missed, but I mean, she is not uh, Omarosa or uh, who was the other guy? The Mooch, Scaramucci, or any of these other total losers that Trump put in high-ranking positions? She's still employed. Yeah, and she's a just the nicest person I mean, is this, if you are an only Trump person, is this really what you want people to think of when they think of you? A guy that is that, you're throwing your weight behind a guy that is that unhinged? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's, he he needs the the suburban woman vote. And he's, he's losing control, lashing out at everyone. I mean, it would be like, there will come a day, Casey, where I will be, now, again, you, you don't work for me, but we work together, so it's the quickest mm-hmm. example I can think of yeah. off the top of my head. There will come a day where we will no longer work together. I mean, just in, unless we're going to spend the rest of our lives <laughs> on this team at this radio station. It's an arranged and marriage. And I know for your personal health, you, you, you cannot do that. <laughs> I mean, everybody in radio inevitably is told their services are no longer needed. Mine, that announcement from will probably come for me faster than you because you're a highly beloved individual liked by everyone you work around and i'm rob kendall but there will come a day where we will no longer work together unless something just highly egregious happens what possible reason would i ever have to say a bad word about you yeah you wouldn't and you better not why is he calling her milk toast it's just ridiculous he just has to be mean the nickname and he spelt it wrong by the way the nicknames were funny Mm mm-hmm in the beginning because they were for specific people and they were about things that were relatable and humorous, like low-energy Jeb. You know, he's running up those stairs and he Mm -hmm. can barely make it up the stairs and low-energy Jeb. Lion Ted, the Ted Cruz stuff, that was great. But then it became, you know, everybody just got a nickname and it doesn't work. As someone who's good at nicknames, Mm-hmm. It doesn't work you if everyone a has a nickname. You have to earn the nickname, right? She's not beating the Trump drum anymore, and that bothers him. I mean, that's just... 
mean, this is unhinged behavior. Yeah. It's 12 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about Bud Light sales. They're down nearly 30% this after the Dylan Mulvaney disaster. Of course, Dylan came out yesterday and said that he was straight or I don't know. No, he's 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 uh, he's into well he's he's inter wasn't he attracted yeah, to attra women maybe yes, again he's attracted to women. I did you hear about the baseball player that apologized the Blue Jays? Yes, the guy for the Blue Jays. Yeah, I think we've got some audio of that. He uh, said that he he shared some hurtful video and he was endorsing the boycott of Bud Light and Target and apparently. He wants to keep playing baseball. Let, well, okay, let because me Because he came out and apologized for that. Casey, maybe let me give a little bit of background on this. So this guy's name is Anthony Bass. Mm -hmm. He's a pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, a Major League Baseball team. And he was supportive of Target, uh, the boycotts right. of Target and Bud Light. Mm -hmm. Over in the case of Bud Light, you've got a grown man pretending to be a little girl who they were using as a spokesperson. And in the case of Target, I mean, they're promoting that, like, tuck swimsuit mm -hmm. for, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, for kids, right? I yes. mean, so this guy came out and was not in favor of that, as any common sense person would be, that it's ridiculous that a mega, mega corporation like Bud Light would have a grown man pretending to be a little girl. It's not even a man pretending to be a woman. It's a grown man pretending to be a little girl as one of their spokespeople. And for some reason, I have no idea why, now he's apologized for coming out publicly against that. Well, let's listen to the apology. I recognize yesterday uh, I made a post that was hurtful to the Pride community, which includes friends of mine and close family members of mine. And I'm truly sorry for that. Um, I just spoke with my teammates and shared with them my actions yesterday. I apologize with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays' resources to better educate myself, to make better decisions moving forward. Uh, the ballpark is for everybody. Uh, we include all fans at the ballpark, and we, and we want to welcome everybody. That's all I have to say. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. So let's not miss something here. There's no – he wasn't using slurs. He wasn't, you, you know, using the words that, that you can't say, derogatory terms. He was simply saying – That he agreed with the boycott. Right. Mm -hmm. As millions of people, in, in, I'll use North America because he plays for the Toronto Blue Jays, but let's face it, Major League Baseball is a primarily United States-based sport. And I believe Mr. Bass is also an American citizen. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on that. But he plays for a Canadian-based baseball team. Mm -hmm. Anybody with common sense would say that is sick and weird to dress up and pretend to be a little girl as a grown adult man. And this is the problem, Casey. I know he doesn't mean that apology. Well, that's the thing. He wants to continue to play baseball. And somebody within that organization... Then he'll go play somewhere did else. Did not appreciate that. Well, and that's the thing. He's, he, Toronto Blue Jays, so he's in Canada, which is the, even, they, even more woke. So what? Than, you have a guaranteed contract as a Major League Baseball player. And if they release you, they have to pay you whatever you're owed. And you can also go play somewhere else. If they release you and you have a guaranteed contract, this is how baseball works. It's not the NFL. They owe you the length of that contract. Mm -hmm. 
And you can also go choose where you play next. Well, there could be some morality clause that they're saying that he broke unless he comes out and apologizes. All day, day, every day, you challenge me on the morality clause saying that I don't think it's cool that a major corporation has a grown man dressing up pretending to be a little girl as their spokesperson. He didn't say anything negative about the LGBTQ community. He simply said it's inappropriate for adult men to be dressing up like little girls and for mega corporations to be using that as their as their spokesperson. Now I'm curious as to what sort of beer they serve, what brand they serve. Yeah, that would it, because well, that would be if, interesting. Because if, if that's one of their if that's one of their beers, then This not, is ridiculous. Not only is he making somebody in the club Stop <laughs> apologizing. This is the problem. He's he, not allowed to have conviction. You no, he is allowed to have conviction, but he chose the easy route. He's not sorry for that. If he's sorry for it, he wouldn't have posted it in the first place. Again, unless somebody can tell me he put, which there's no allegation any story I've read that there was any slurs or anything of that nature. It was simply him espousing common sense, mm-hmm. which it is bizarre and twisted and sick and weird as a mega corporation to have a grown man pretending to be a little girl as your spokesman. Well, how about this grown man having an opinion that he has to retract? You're not. You're not allowed to have an opinion. But but he is. Cause this. I guess we're speaking different languages here. He is allowed to have an opinion. He is now a, a villain in this because he caved to the mob. Right. He's made it worse by validating mm-hmm. the insanity. Yes. He's now a villain in this because he gave in to those people. Some people would say it was cowardice. Absolutely, it is. Yes. You have to stop apologizing for common sense thoughts. If you're sorry, you said it. Then, then I, I was going to say, if you're, unless you're actually sorry you said it, but he's not. Because no rational thinking person would be, well, gee, sorry I said I think it's weird and wrong that you're using a grown man pretending to be a little girl as your spokesperson. He said that now he's in that apology that he's going to use all the tools available to him within the Blue Jays organization to learn. Learn about what? Of his mistakes. I mean, he is being spoon-fed this apology that he just regurgitated back out. This is why... Now, look, I get that the the Blue Jays are not an American team, but I'm going to say this, and it'll apply. This is why we're losing our country. This is why we're losing our culture. This is why we're losing our society. Because people give in. Weak people who want stuff. They want to be liked. They want to be accepted. They want a multi-million dollar contract. Is there a flood of LGBTQ trans people at every Toronto Blue Jays home game that I missed? I don't know. Are ticket sales down? They're like, oh, we can't miss a single fan. Oh, we have to go to a break. (laughs) 19 after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Twenty-two minutes after eleven, with Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC, and let's take a listen to some trending audio. Yesterday, an MSNBC commentator says that if you boycott Target, you're committing terrorism, economic terrorism. When Target caves into this, then it says that the moment you threaten the employees of even a very large corporation, you get to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally. Terrorism, creating fear among the workers and forcing the corporations to sell the things you want, not sell the things you don't. Okay, so now this is the new talking point, right? According to this guy, you're no longer allowed to make your own choices. 
That's pretty much what he said. But the left does this all the time where they boycott things or threaten to boycott. I mean, we just did the story about the Blue Jays pitcher. Mm -hmm. If there's not a threat of something, then why would he apologize? There's there's always a threat with the left. Remember the whole Rush Limbaugh thing. I mean, they always with the left. Uh, you know, Coca Cola pulling the the All Star game, forcing the All Star game, Major League All Star game to pull out of Atlanta um, last year. There's always some sort of threat with the left, and that's just fine. But when the right says, "Okay, we can decide where we spend our dollars too, based on what you promote," well, you're a terrorist. Right. That's economic terrorism. Also trending is Ron DeSantis. He kicked off his 24 presidential campaign in Iowa. He said the stakes couldn't be higher. Hello, Iowa! It is great to be back, and it's great for me to report that our great American comeback starts by sending Joe Biden back to his basement in Delaware. I mean, he spends so much of his time as president on vacation, we might as well make it permanent. So he's uh, been been in Iowa, going to remain there at least for a few more hours, and then he's going to travel to New Hampshire. And one thing that he, uh, he, he was talking about, how Florida took a strong stand against the indoctrination of children in the schools. And when he started talking about that, the crowd really really got excited he said we have a responsibility to protect parents rights and to protect our children and of all those accomplishments while i'm proud of all that maybe the thing that we're most proud of in florida is that we have taken a very strong stand for the idea that the purpose of our schools is to educate kids not to indoctrinate kids We have a responsibility to protect parents' rights and to protect our children. Okay, so Trump is in Iowa, too. Uh, yes, and it's going to be very interesting to take a look at the Iowa polls over the next couple weeks because if you bake in about a week of DeSantis being out there campaigning, which mm-hmm. we're coming up on a week since he made his announcement, then we'll start to see when people see both people and you see a more traditional nuts and bolts campaign from DeSantis versus the rallies of Trump, we'll see if that number starts to move in DeSantis' favor. Again, it's very Joseph Newgarden-esque from the Indy 500. Where'd he start? Mm -hmm. Way back. By the, you know, quarter of the way through the race, he was in the top four or five. And then by, you know, 100-ish laps in, he was a primetime player. And by the end of the race, it was him and one other guy. And at the very end, he blew past the guy, and he wins the Indy 500. The win doesn't matter where you start, right? It's all where you finish. Now, you did mention indoctrination in schools. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, Casey, over the weekend, I talked to a very high-ranking public school administrator who will remain nameless, who... Remember that video that surfaced of the, whether it was Plainfield or Martinsville or Elkhart, Elkhart Goshen, of all these administrators admitting they do CRT and SEL and the white privilege this and blah, blah, blah. This administrator said their school system was, I'll use the term interviewed, for lack of a better term, because it was an undercover operation by the, the accuracy and media people. 
and they didn't make the list. You know why? Because they don't do the stuff. So we're going to talk about her mm-hmm. encounter or their school's encounter with these people. Okay. Because they were saying, well, they doctored the footage and they this and they were just out to get everyone. It was taken out of context. Not even close. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into that coming up. From 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So do you remember it was about um, the second week in April is when this happened. So about six weeks ago that a bunch of educators throughout the great state of Indiana were bragging how they were slipping CRT and DEI instruction. Yes. Under the radar. You you remember the Plainfield Community School Corporation Assistant Superintendent, Laura Vecchio? Yes, remember I remember this. Yeah, yes. when she said, we really, we try and stay under the radar and we'd like to keep it that way. Right. So the, this video, Accuracy in Media, I believe, mm-hmm. was the company's name that produced this video. And it was an undercover operation where they were in posing in various uh, various formats. It was sometimes it was we're a husband and wife. Sometimes it's. The one woman would go in on her own and, you know, hey, the husband's in the car with the kids. And they were approaching these school systems to find out what exactly they do in terms of critical race theory, SEL, DEI, all of these things. And, of course, then this video surfaces and there's these administrators just blatantly on tape saying, you know, they do all of these things and And they call it different thing though different things they went out of their way to say we hide it from parents we don't want parents knowing what we're doing basically saying we're smarter than the parents we know how to raise the kids better than the parents you know terms like white privilege march or something i think was something that was said in regards to the Plainfield one and and so the of course the response and the this is just the public education system and again not everyone in it but as a collective is awful and they're awful because they are allowed to steamroll our very weak state legislature who anytime someone shows up yelling in a red shirt, they get under their desk and apologize for having ideas. They, the the public education, public education system knows they are in charge. They call the shots. The state lawmakers in this, in Indiana, the Republicans are so pathetically weak and time and again, they get down on bended knee and allow this bull crap to take place because they're so afraid of these people who aren't going to vote for them anyway. That's the most crazy thing about this, Casey. These lawmakers, these red-shirted teachers aren't going to vote for them anyway, and yet they just are totally petrified of them. So they do what they always do, they being public education. They deflect. They don't take responsibility. You know, the, remember the response from Plainfield? Doesn't matter what you saw. You didn't see what you thought you saw. It was taken out of context. Yeah, and the school board meetings afterwards where the parents mm-hmm. show up was a total farce, mm-hmm. and these people didn't accept any responsibility for anything because they never have to. Well, do you remember the superintendent, the assistant superintendent from Goshen? He said they call it a work group. Yeah. They give it a different name. And then there was that uh, one administrator who was talking to the textbook company. Mm-hmm. And we want all of this stuff in the textbook. Just just don't call it DEI yeah. and CRT so we can fool the parents. And just again, it was, oh, that was taken out of context. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you saw. You didn't see. The lady's talking about a white privilege march. Yeah. What, how could you manipulate that? <laughs> uh, so I had a conversation over the weekend, Casey, 
with a very high-ranking public school administrator in the state of Indiana, central Indiana. I will 100% not name this person nor their school district because I can't think of a faster way to be totally ostracized out of the education community than admitting you engage in any sort of conversation you know, on a friendly manner with me. But we were talking about that video. Mm-hmm. And this administrator told me that accuracy in media came to their school and they didn't figure it out until after. And I will not give specifics on, she gave me these specifics on how accuracy in media approached them about the story they gave, about how they got the meeting. I'm not going to out any of that because I think what accuracy in media is doing is very important. And so I don't want to give up what they're doing because I think they're continuing their work on this. So I'm not going to out how they do it. But she gave a very detailed account. And this school district did not end up in the video because in great detail, they laid out on the questions asked to them by Accuracy and Media, by the people posing from Accuracy and Media, about how they don't do the stuff, about how they follow state standards. They were asked follow-up questions that they went into, and this went on for a very long time. And what this administrator told me afterwards, those people who ended up on that video ended up on that video because they believe the stuff they're saying on that video. They thought those accuracy and media people were a friendly audience. Right. And they were telling them the truth, and that's why they ended up on the video. The people who t- gave the right answers, or at least weren't stupid enough to outwardly say what they actually think, didn't end up on that video. There wasn't any manipulation going on there. What you saw is what you saw. That woman from Plainfield, that crazy woman from Plainfield, believes the stuff she said. And she couldn't wait to talk because she thought she was with a friend. Okay, so that leads me to two questions. Did they, the school system that you talked with that did not end up on the video, did they not get on the video because they knew how to answer the questions correctly as to not offend or was it because they're really not doing that stuff? Because they're really not doing the stuff. And the and the person in question went through, we had a very long conversation about this, great detail about what they asked, about how they answered the questions. They asked specific things about um, different uh, programs that they use, how they filter through articles, things of that nature. And they were able to give accuracy in media, very detailed answers about what we look at, how we decide, here's what we use. And so what happened here, and it's very clear, these administrators that were caught on tape believe that stuff. There's no, you don't understand. There's no taken out of context. They couldn't wait to tell people who they were thought that were friendly to their cause yeah. about how they were On doing all, absolutely yeah. doing all the stuff. So again, I'm doing as much with this segment as I can because I'm 100% not going to out this person. I'm not going to out their school district, but there are school districts who are doing it the right way. Now, does that mean everything this person does or the school district does that I agree with? No, absolutely not. But I wanted to tell our audience about this because let's put to rest that accuracy in media was just out to get everyone they came in contact with when they got the correct answers in terms of following state standards, mm-hmm. in terms of the 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 programs that we use, the way information is disseminated. Look, reasonable people can disagree about those things. But what the people who made that list 
were people who were talking about how they were deliberately hiding stuff from parents and going out of their way to make sure parents did not get information because they want to indoctrinate the kids. Yeah, well, the school system that you talked to wasn't outed because there was nothing to out. Right. Reason Again, if you want to disagree with what kids are being taught or how they're learning or how they're being educated or the things they're being educated on, and everybody's walking through the front door and it's all transparent, I'm up for that conversation all day, and we're probably never all going to agree on everything. But what none of us should have tolerance for, and this administrator absolutely agreed with this, and she was ripping on that Plainfield administrator. Yeah. You don't hide stuff from parents. Right. You you earn it. The lie is worse than the cover-up. Absolutely. You know? Like, just be honest. Absolutely. So the, I, I think I got a very, very good understanding of what took place with accuracy in media, what they did, and it reassured to me from a public school administrator that what you saw mm-hmm. is what you saw and you should take it at face value. Let's talk about what's going on with Chris Christie. It's 1141. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's uh, reportedly set up a super PAC. Why? To support his presidential <laughs> efforts. So Chris Christie going to announce a 24 run? Of course, yes, he's going to announce. Because what else does he have to do, Casey? Who wants that? Him. (laughs) Well, listen to this. Maybe Mrs. Christie. (laughs) Right. In the latest uh, Quinnipiac poll, you've got Trump polling at 56, DeSantis at 25, and Chris Christie at 2. Is there a lane for him? No. Like, that's a really small, small lane. Well... Oh, I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, the uh, No, there, this is a guy who wants to see himself on television. He wants to hear his own voice, and he's going out there for a Donald Trump grudge tour. Right. He's going to he's he sees his next whether it's on television. I mean, he's not even gunning. I don't think for a spot in an administration. I think he sees himself as potentially being a guy who could be on television. And the fastest way to appeal because you got to always have those you know pretend. Republicans or whatever from MSNBC, CNN, et cetera, is to be the guy who took down Donald Trump. Yeah. He's going out there to go at Donald Trump, and he's going to make other people pay for his fame and his and his next in place of employment. He's not even doing well in his home state. Like, his home state doesn't even want him to run. That's kind of like the Mike Pence scenario. Well, right. I mean, because who knows you better than the people in your home state? Look, it is a two-person race. Yeah. I mean— you can say, and you can probably say and pass a lie detector if you said Tim Scott has some path, you know, if he catches lightning in a bottle to be the presidential nominee for the Republicans. But it's two people. We are in a two-person race at, at the at this point. It's just like the Indy 500. It's Erickson and it's Newgarden. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is, mm-hmm. pl- is just taking up oxygen. I was trying to, you know, you got on me the other day because we were for a few weeks there airing a lot of Vivek Ramaswamy audio. Yes, I did. Uh, because he's I regret very, none of it. He's very active on social media, so there's often a lot of audio that you can grab. Sure. And I went out of my way to look for something from Nikki Haley, and she's clearly less active than Vivek is. And she she had some audio, and I thought, oh, okay, cool. Well, let's take a listen to this. It was not very strong. It was not very forceful. I didn't think it was anything that would get anybody's attention. And then at the end of the day, the message was just fundraising. 
And I thought, you know, you got to bring more than that at this point because you're going up against the, the heavyweights. And if you're being serious, be serious. But talking softly and asking for more money, that's not going to get you the attention you need. Yeah, and I think that's great that you are picking that up because, again, everybody else is just running to see themselves on television. Mm -hmm. It's going to be Trump or DeSantis. One of those two will be the choice, and it's fine. Look, everybody, it's a free country, and everybody who wants to run should run, but let's not kid ourselves or be naive about what they're doing here. They're not running because they think they have a chance to win. They're running for the next the next opportunity. All right, dealer's choice, Casey. When you when we come back, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about how expensive weddings are? Yes. Or do you want to play voicemails? Oh, can we do both? Well, that's <laughs> that's fine. Whatever okay. you'd like to do. All it's right. it's half your show. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. It is 1149. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And I just realized, Rob, you have an anniversary coming up. I do. And you did not spend a lot of money on your wedding. No, I got married in my backyard. Mm-hmm. The average cost of weddings is ticking up. It is wedding season from $28,000 to $29,000. What, for a wedding? For a wedding. That's the average. The average. Twenty-nine grand. Yeah, can you imagine spending almost $30,000 on your no, wedding? No, I can't. Yeah, and you did not. I did not spend anywhere uh, close uh, to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would guess all in, I spent less than $1,000. Okay, so 77% of wedding vendors said that they are raising their rates this year. And I some of these things on this list, I didn't even know was a thing. Okay, so the DJ, yeah. the cost for the DJ is going up 25%. Uh-huh. Flowers going up 20%. The wedding dress, 19%. The hairstylist, 18%. Uh-huh. And then you got your photographer, your caterer, the venue, the cake, and <laughs> the one that's actually kind of new, mm-hmm. makeup artist. Did your wife have a makeup artist? She didn't. She regretted it because she does her own makeup better yeah. than the makeup artist did. Yeah. She says that all the time. So did she wash it off or did she say, no, I paid for no, this. I'm going with it. No, she stayed with it. But just the other day we were talking about it. My wife is very, very good at makeup. She should have been mm-hmm. a, uh, co- what do they call that? Is a cosmetologist? Yeah. Is that what they call uh, the people who do the makeup? Makeup artist. She's very talented at mm-hmm. that. Here is why, though, Casey. I should have been the person who negotiated the debt ceiling with Biden because- while the average is twenty nine thousand, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you, I came in under a grand, and I was still fighting hard for cuts at the very end. Under a grand, really? Uh, oh yeah, total. Yeah. I mean, definitely. doesn't the license alone cost a couple hundred dollars? No, it costs like twenty bucks to get married. Okay. They don't take that serious here yeah, in this I mean, state. Seriously, think about that. The license costs twenty dollars. Well, yeah, maybe it's thirty now. I can't remember. And that's like- the actual contract with the state. Yeah. And the person that you're marrying. Now, let's see. So but let's I, spend $30,000 on this big party. Yeah. Uh, no, that's why I should have been the person who negotiated the debt thing. I was fighting for cuts to the very end. And finally, I was told with a very stern mm-hmm. finger in my face, we have cut to the bone. This is what we're doing. There's no board of cut. Uh, okay. See, but uh, this is the equivalent. I would have walked out of that deal with Biden with a balanced budget. Now, I still would have been fighting for cuts. Let's <laughs> pay it back. Let's start paying down the national debt. Yeah. So the one area that is declining in cost is the groom's attire because more men are dressing more casually, not necessarily yeah. the rental, spent, the tuxedo rental. I spent zero dollars. 
You just picked out something you had in your closet. It was huh? it was approved by the boss, uh-huh. and uh-huh. she said that was fine. And I said, okay, let's go. So one in three couples this year are looking to TikTok for their wedding inspiration, <laughs> and that's just gonna that's just gonna cost more money because there's more ideas there. Yeah. But I was talking with Jonathan, who is the morning show producer of Tony Katz and Tony Katz's show, and he's been going to a lot of weddings, and he said that a lot of the weddings that they've been going to over the past couple weekends it's not even enjoyable for him because they're just you know the light bulbs are going off of do we want to do this do we want to do that rather than just enjoying the celebration yeah they're thinking about what ideas they're going to take and borrow i I think i've told this story before my wife uh the ring at her insistence not mine Mm -hmm. was her grandmother's ring and of course when she told me i would she my wife always words things like would it be okay if so she says would it be okay if instead of you buying me a ring (laughs) i used my grandmother's ring oh my gosh that just if you insist dear just i i really wanted to spend thousands of dollars on this ring and with as i was faking dabbing tears away from my Mm -hmm. eyes but if if your grandmother's ring means that much to you then who am i to stand in the way right, of, right. of progress i know you have this emotional connection honey well here's another statistic <laughs> that's kind of surprising and they're saying that this is mostly because of the pandemic yes where a lot of weddings were on hold mm-hmm. or scaled down a lot that 40 percent of people who are going to weddings the guests yeah are going into debt just to go to the party wow why would you put yourself in that? Like, I know you like the couple. Yeah. And you want to have a good time and help them celebrate, but you're putting yourself in debt just to be a guest yeah, that seems at a, a wedding? Well, remember Susan Beckwith mm-hmm. on her Mind Your Manners segment a couple weeks ago laid out what a wedding gift is costing people now. Right. And yeah. that seems it, rather high. It's supposed to be equivalent to the plate of dinner. Yeah. Like, if it costs $100 to feed person, that's what you can expect yeah. the gift. Well, in my younger years, and I'm not saying I'm proud of this, Casey, because I've grown a lot as a human being. Yeah. But in my younger years, I would vow that I was going to get ahead on this wedding. So whatever I estimated, is there an open bar? Is it a cash bar? Mm-hmm. And I would factor that in to... Right. I, How much you would gift someone? Am I a terrible person <laughs> if the wedding registry thing annoys me? I just want to give you cash. Yeah. Like, here's the money. You buy whatever it is you want to buy because... What difference does it make? It's all going to end up the same anyway, and that way you get exactly what you want. I mean, I got to, I got to, because I don't do online shopping, so I got to go to the store. I got to <laughs> talk to somebody about this registry. I got to buy the thing. I got to wrap it. Cash in an envelope. Yes. Everyone's favorite gift. Isn't that the best gift anyway? Is just, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it is, Rob Kendall. Cash in an envelope. Exactly. But I'm very lucky because, like, my wife, our anniversary's coming up. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like cards. She doesn't want flowers. She's a minimalist. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I am just... It, you lucked out. It was just perfect for she me. She was the perfect woman for you. And, and I know... I still I still say, I know you say she doesn't like gifts. She doesn't she want doesn't. anything. She's a minimalist. I still think that you should get her something for having your baby. I've tried. Get her what am I supposed of, to do? Just buy something random? Get her get her that ring that you didn't have to buy when she, she married you. She got the best gift in the world, which is me, Casey. Oh, what boy. else she could get? I think and you, I, you're and the I, one making out on this And deal. I always make the offer, too, because I know she will never accept the offer. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you like something nice? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like a this or mm-hmm. that? And mm-hmm. the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> 
you should still get her something for having your baby. <gasps> uh, by the way, the wedding industry is a $71 billion industry. <laughs> And it's grown 10% over the past year and a half. Here's the thing I will say, because I know producer Jason has done wedding photos, Mm -hmm. uh, like big weddings before. I've seen Hammer. I've worked with Hammer on the DJs. Right. These people, these weddings, they, you may talk about the price. These people oftentimes, especially the ones who do it well, work their backsides off. To do the wedding. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And how often do people who pay Jason gobs and gobs of money to take their photos do they get him out 20 years later and look at him yeah he's shaking his head no you know kurt darling's got a wedding coming up here pretty soon as i understand it yeah he does when is it when is october 21st fall wedding Ah, Mm -hmm. that's smart you get married in a barn no, a mill up in Noblesville. <laughs> a mill, yes. I love it. There All you right. go. Uh, 63% of couples say they like to personalize their wedding and make it their special day. Cash in an envelope, right, Kurt? Cash in an envelope. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.